This week on Dueling Review, it is Moon Knight number one for Marvel Comics. I am Moon Knight. The mysterious Mr. Knight has opened his midnight mission, his people petitioning for protection from the weird and horrible. The Moon Knight stalks the rooftops and alleys marked with his crescent moon tag, bringing violence to any who harm his people. Mark Spector, in whichever guise he dons, is back on the streets, a renegade priest of an unholy god. But when Konshu, is, it, is that how you say it, Konshu, languishes in prison, that Moon Knight put him in, Moon Knight must still observe his duty, protecting those who travel at night. Let it be known, Moon Knight will keep the faith. I know, I'll be honest, I know nothing of Moon Knight except for the following, Matthew. Uh, he feels like a Batman knockoff, and everyone says he has what schizophrenia or multiple person, uh, multiple personality disorder. That's the only mm-hmm. thing I know about me. Dissociative identity disorder, I believe. Is, is what that what it's called. called now? Okay. Yeah, DID. Okay. That is the basics. Yeah, I mean, he was specifically created by Doug Munch, and of course, you remember Doug Munch from writing a bunch of Batman. Yeah. And I think he was specifically created to be sort of a Batman type. He first appeared in the pages of Werewolf by Night, of all places, trying to kill the werewolf. Oh, so this, yeah, this issue feels like kind of a back to basics moment. Yeah, I'll say because I do like that. It's like Moon Knight is like, this is my city. I have marked my territory. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Batman, go for it. Go for it, Batman. And then all of a sudden it's like, and I kill vampires and werewolves and rat people. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm totally in for all of this stuff. And then it goes into some a weird territory where it's like, okay, now let's talk about your your DID. Let's talk about your dissociative identity disorder. Yep. And now let's spend some time really uh, you walking around with your mask on the entire time and never taking it off. And yet everyone knows your name. And then let's spend some weird time talking about a doctor and how the Moon Knight is the right hand of doom and this guy is the left hand of doom. And yes. it's just like, um, oh, oh, okay, this went in a direction I didn't expect it to. Well, Moon Knight's whole thing has always had kind of an Egyptian undertone to it. It's had these strange uh, quasi-religious, and in this issue now, openly religious overtones, where in his first appearance, he was this mercenary. He was killed and resurrected. Uh, In the initial story, it was left very ambiguous. But since then, they have come out and said, yes, Mark Spector was dead. Khonshu brought him back to life. In order to make him his, you know, his enforcer, his fist of Kanshu. Yeah. So that's the weird part because the doctor's like, look, we've done brain scans. You've had contact with a god and your brain is like totally changed. Okay, so why <laughs> why are they giving him hassle about hearing voices and having multiple personalities and these kinds of things when they know that he's been messed with with a literal god? That's the part that is a real disconnect with me and really a lot in comic books because, um, yes, believe in God if you want. That's fine in your comic books. And if your characters are religious, that's fine, too. I don't have a problem with that. But then everyone around you has this belief in superpowered beings, whether they be Spider-Mans or Iron Mans or Hulk Mans. People have no problem believing any of that stuff. But the minute in this universe you say, oh, yes, I was touched by a god, people are like, you're a wackadoo. This guy, check him out. He's crazy. And it's like, no, why Why would there be such a disconnect if you have people that are literally coming from the stars and coming down to you? Why would someone, why would a religious encounter 
uh, trigger people wrong, which is the reason why over on DC Comics, I always thought Zuriel was a weird, a weird yeah. character because they they seem to make a very strong point in DC Comics. Not always. I mean, there's always illusions and allegories, but to keep religion right. out of comics, and then you literally introduce. A, a, an angel an actual, into the yeah, series sure. and it's just like well that was really weird so that's where i kind of have the disconnect with moon knight it can be difficult and i feel like you know the specter and zoriel and characters that are you know specifically and explicitly about live religions or active religions right uh really do to me always feel just a little bit creepy and kind of disrespectful you know and this story kind of touches on the fact Mark Spector or Jake Lockley or Stephen Grant, whoever he is actually under the mask, he has several personalities, was raised Jewish. Mm-hmm. And now he is a priest of this weird cult. And, I mean, why, and again, I why, why, why would, well, I mean, that's fine. I, I don't, that's the part that I don't understand. It, the person mm-hmm. who, the, the uh, psychiatrist, I think she's a psychiatrist. She's a doctor or somebody yes. that the Avengers have hired to, to uh to uh, investigate his mind she's like uh you worship a you worship a an egyptian god but you're jewish and it's like <laughs> have you never heard of people converting woman it's just it, there's so <laughs> many things when it comes to the religious part and believe me i think listeners know me well enough at this point to know that i am a not religious person but i know a little bit enough, enough about religion to know that people convert that if you want to believe in a god that's fine realize that you know the the christian god is not the same as the the jewish god or the hindu god or the indian god or all these kinds of things but the things that are coming out of this woman's mouth just don't make any sense whatsoever in the context of the marvel universe they absolutely don't and i think that's the problem that we've got going here is that in a world where, you know, Moon Knight, part of the reason that Moon Knight is having to meet with this psychoanalyst is because he kind of helped Khonshu take over the world. And during which he beat up Thor. Thor is a literal, you know, god from another yeah, dimension. Exactly. So why would you and why would you just dismiss Handwave unless it's racism? Well, he's, she's not necessarily dismissing it. She's trying to figure it out, but it, it feels like um, it, there's a trope that pops up every once in a while. It's called Reed Richards is useless. No matter how much wacky, crazy stuff Reed Richards invents, it never changes society. Reed Richards, you know, ha- has invented flying devices where everyone could have a flying car, yes. but it will never change society. Right. And that's the problem that I have. The comics are trying to, they're trying to be relatable. And what we see here is someone trying to use actual real therapy session terminology and actual, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy on a character who was literally kissed by a God and brought back from the dead. Yeah. So it's like none of this, none of this stuff meshes. And that's the problem that I have in a lot of comic books, not just Marvel, but also DC and also any other comic that tries to say, well, yes, we have the real world, but we also have comic books and the comic books are fantastical. And Reed Richards would never do anything to help other, you know, help out humankind. Reed Richards absolutely would. Reed Richards would absolutely be saying, hey, let's make flying cars. Hey, let's uh, let's get these Herbie robots in every home in America. Uh, And then at which point the Doombots infiltrate. And then you have this, you know, this really interesting story that you could come up with. Same problem that I have with Lex Luthor. If Lex Luthor is such an industrialist and such a sharp mind, why? I mean, 
we never see in the comics, or at least to my knowledge, I know he does a lot of military uh, contracts and that's where he gets most of his money. But we never see that stuff trickle down into the home. The new Lex Vision or, you know, the Lex VR system. We never right. see any of that stuff, which means it makes, ze- I mean, a lot of this stuff makes zero sense. You have to kind of honestly let that one slide as far as I'm concerned, because when we talk about these realities, if you, you know, if you look at realities where they've taken those stories to their logical conclusion, they're no longer something that you can actually really say, Hey, this is reality. And I can, I can immediately understand this. If you look at, you know, Alan Moore's top 10 from America's best comics, it said, okay, all of these things coexist. Let's take these to their natural conclusion. And it ended up with this megatropolis that was just as alien as anything we see in Judge Dredd or, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, as, as Asgard itself. And so Marvel specifically, but, you know, yeah, I, think I know they try to keep it in the, in the real world. Yeah. Try to keep it in the real world. So we're, we're in a world where literally six months ago, frost giants were wandering through the streets of New York mm-hmm. and we're still having this person trying to use her you know, degree in psychology to understand Moon Knight. Yes. By the way, I do appreciate the fact that all of the bad guys in this issue are existing bad guys who have kind of a circular theme. Yeah, part of the story is filled with circles. The eight ball character Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, who gets beat up oddball who gets thrown off a building mm-hmm. and i'm like i don't know what they're building towards but i now i kind of want to know i here's the i thing. feel like this worked a lot better for me than it did for you oh no 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 so here's the thing um how important is it to you that the religious aspect is connected to moon knight let me ask you that I mean, is it important that this whole this whole I would um, rather they center the religion than the mental illness because the last three or four volumes of Moon Knight have been all about the mental illness. So I would like to see I'm happy with them centering this imaginary religion if it means that we don't have yet another sort of, you know, rumination on what. Yeah, and it's personality disorder could be. And it's unfortunate because they cram so much of that into this issue, right? I well, I mean, it's part of the the Moon Knight mystique. I don't have a problem with, you know, Hawkman being of, uh, you know, this Egyptian reincarnation of uh, Ra or whoever he's supposed to be. I don't have a problem with uh, the original uh, uh, Blue Beetle, you know, having this Egyptian scarab that gives him his powers. I don't have any problems with that. I really don't have a problem with uh, Khonshu, um, you know, giving Moon Knight uh, the powers, right? I don't have a problem with the um, gods of of order and chaos controlling Dr. Fate. I don't have a problem with that, those aspects, the supernatural aspects, even Dr. Strange. I, I don't have a problem with the supernatural religious aspects in here. I was really hoping that this issue would have been more, let's stab some werewolves and vampires. <laughs> and And why are all of these supernatural things suddenly converging into Moon Knight territory and also... Yes, Moon Knight might be the right hand of Khonshu, but now the left hand of Khonshu has shown up. That, to me, is incredibly more interesting than, well, you know, I'm a doctor, and so therefore I must uh, disregard all religions. So therefore, let me question, why are you Jewish and now you worship an Egyptian? He converted, lady. Knock it off. But that's all in there. The stuff that you want is in here. Oh, yeah, it is. And that's the, and that's the thing. So I really did enjoy this issue. I really liked it a lot, and I was like, oh, I kind of want to see where this goes. But I would say, 
please remove a lot more of the the psychotherapy from or the psychoanalysm analytics uh, from from this book because it just to me doesn't work. Just let him be. Today he wants to be called uh, Mark Spector. Next week he wants to be called uh, Ted Knight. Let him just go about that, and people He's never never call Ted Knight. But he but he keeps the faith, and uh, he protects those who travel at night. And his last name is Knight Moon Knight. So maybe he wants to make his first name Ted Knight, his and the next name is, is not Moon Knight. Moon and then Knight the, is, and then the next next month he might be um, uh, Moon Child. I don't know. I, I just right, I have a real <laughs> I just have a real problem with the with the illogical nonsense that the doctor is doing in this episode. It's it's tough. I mean, they're fra- they're having to Frankenstein some things, and as with so many Marvel books, you you know we're at the beginning of a new volume, so you kind of have to let them establish what still matters, you know, because mm-hmm. this story doesn't necessarily give us any of the traditional, I have five personalities and these are their names and these are their jobs. We do have, you know, him wearing his uh, business suit as Mr. Knight and then his battle suit as the Moon Knight. But, you know, but every, does everyone know that they're the same person? Everyone knows that Mr. Knight is Moon Knight. Okay. Because Mr. Knight is just Moon And Knight. apparently everybody knows that Mr. Knight is, is Matt Spector or Mark Spector. No, not everybody knows that. Okay. Okay. But the, the therapist who was uh, sent by the Avengers does, because again, he tried to take over the world. And so he's technically kind of on, you know, probation, but yeah, um, I don't know. I think that the hardest part of this is going to be trying to match up the real world aspects that they clearly want to address, that they really Mm -hmm. want to have, you know, they want to have this point of view character kind of looking at it and saying, well, you know, how does this, how does this work? How does this not work? But also, you know, putting it together with the Marvel Universe, that is just nuts. I also think it, it becomes somewhat, yeah, it is. And I think it also becomes somewhat problematic when you try to take Moon Knight, who really is, in my opinion, a street level hero, right? Along the, the same lines as a Luke Cage or an Iron Fist or something like that. And then you try to elevate him beyond that that's when it gets really weird. Like where does Spider-Man fit to me? Spider-Man feels like a street level hero, not somebody who Spider- is battling God's travels in time and goes to the moon and battles gods all the time. Yeah. But see, that doesn't, it just feels a little odd every time Spider-Man does that. The first time Thanos died, he was punched out by Spider-Man and died and turned to stone. Spider-Man seems and a little the odd. Avengers went to space. Yeah. It just seems odd know. to me. To me, it just seems odd. So I don't, I don't have know. a problem with that because we always have those moments where the X-Men go into space and we have, you mm-hmm. know, Superman and Batman hanging out together in world's finest. And then Batman wandering through Gotham because he can't order alternate said, I can't armor my head, you know, but for me, that's less of a problem than the, the idea of, Hey, we're doing another, you know, dark mirror character here. I'm worried about where that's going to go. Because yeah. the, the Hunter's Moon character that we are introduced to is another fist of Khonshu. And now, like, that, that, that character, is, this is like the first apparent appearance of uh, 
the left hand. As far as I can tell, I'm not familiar with him, Dr. Bader uh, or uh, Hunter's Moon. He may have appeared in previous volumes because I haven't read a Moon Knight volume since the mashed potato incident of 2007. Is that where he kept stuffing mashed potatoes down his pants? No, it's where they wanted to do a cover where he was covered in blood and his fists were like dripping with blood. Oh. But but Marvel wasn't allowed to put blood on the cover, so they left the cover uh, monochrome. <laughs> so right. he had he had okay. So imagine so is the texture so, and the 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 shape of blood smear, yeah, smears, yeah. but it's white. Yeah, I think there's a whole and channel it looks like he was coated in in mashed potatoes. Yeah. Stephen Francis. So like here's the thing. Um, no, is, is that the incident that caused who was it? Mark Miller to go off and do. What was the one where it was the, the, the quote unquote hero who was also dressed all in white, who goes in and kills the president. What was that series? Nemesis. I think Nemesis was a little before that. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Nemesis, but Nemesis was basically Mark Miller's Batman. Oh, I thought it was Mark uh, Miller's he, Moon Knight. That's what I had always had heard. He also like, did a book around the same time called superior. That was basically Mark Miller's Superman. Oh, okay. And then he did kick ass, which was basically, you know, Mark Miller's Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I like this book. I have problems with it. And there are some things that I would like to see toned down going forward. Um, but I overall liked this book. I thought the art was really pretty to look at at times. Uh, I thought the writing was very solid, but I just think that some of the actions of the characters were not thought out enough or sat down to the logic engine and and said, does this really make sense that this this person would make these kinds of questioning remarks? What about you, Matthew? Did you did you enjoy this? I did, and I think uh, there are two big reasons. One of them is the you know the standard issue comic nerd reason of in this in in this issue we see him wear two costumes. One, the all white three piece suit, which is so cool. Yeah, it looks pretty And then cool. we see him in uh, a new version of his traditional battle armor that's got a lot more black uh, along with the oh, silver. Oh, there is a panel that I absolutely love in this issue. I had to stop and marvel at it for probably a minute. I just literally stopped my reading. There's a panel where Moon Knight, and I don't know who he's talking to. I think it's when he's up on the roof before he kicks eight ball off, um, mm-hmm. where he's got his hood up. And so his face is all in shadow, but there are just enough highlights, like a glints of light coming off to where you can still see the, his outline of his face. Mm -hmm. And you also get to see the lighter portion of the inside of the cowl. And it's just so well done that it under a different kind of inker or a different kind of printing process, this would have just been a smudge of mud that just looked, you know, just looked like a muddy mess like total darkness. Mm -hmm. And we're just seeing the outside of the hood and this voice uh, speech bubble coming out of it in this one, you know, just that little attention, just a few white streaks inside that hood lets you see, Oh yes, look how they, they created the shading in here just so that you can see a a face that's all in darkness and you can still see the separation between the face and the inside of the cowl. It was just so good. It was like maybe one of my favorite panels of the year so far. During the uh, Venom fight, there are some just incredible looks at this new costume. It has more um, more of the crescent moon effect than we've seen in previous ones. And uh, I want to say it's about page 15 or 16 
mm-hmm. where they just do the big hero shot of him stand stepping forward with his cape and you can see his brass knuckles and the uh the moon things on his shoulders and he's just like okay i'm totally not batman you all oh no it's you totally can test batman. me further <laughs> that's nice that is very nice Wait, visually he, he fought venom in this issue because i don't remember him fighting venom i remember not him venom, fighting vermin Oh, Vermin. Okay, because I thought you said Venom, and I was like, wait. I might have I, said Venom. Did I miss a post credit sequence? When you only know the Marvel Universe from the official handbook of the Marvel Universe, as yeah. seen in comic books, yeah. sometimes Venom comes right before Vermin Alpha. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, no, I really dug that. Uh, I dug that a lot. Uh, let me, I'm trying to find Venom the exact page. Venom. So the other question is, why does, hmm, I guess the if not, I guess air. if people don't know that Mark Spector is Moon Knight. Right. They then don't know that um, Mr. Knight or whatever his mm-hmm. name is, is Mark Spector. I, I just, there were things I was like, why is he wearing his mask all the time? Is there something, some reason why he has to wear his mask all of the time? Um, the, to my understanding, in the, either the last or the version before the last, the Mr. Knight personality came out as another separate personality oh okay basically mr knight wears the costume because that's who mr knight is okay he's he's basically the administrative side okay but i All didn't right. really read i want to say that was a warren ellis joint okay um so yeah so i'm just looking then, at the course, you know, i'm just looking at the um electronic copy that marvel sent us so i don't have exact page numbers but it is the yeah. one where he is on the rooftop and um the doctor is hauling eight ball away and it is that uh-huh. lower left-hand panel where you can just see, I guess it's the rain, uh, the way it's, the way it's drawn on the panel just makes, yes. you know, you can see the yes. definition of the face and the cowl and it's just so good. I'm the fist of Kanchu. Yeah. 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 Where you have to ink that whole thing in and then you get out your little white out pen and you, Oh yeah. yeah. Very it's, it's really good. It's, it's really nice. Um, so yeah, it sounds like we both like this, like this issue. Yeah, I think I liked it more than you. I think I liked it. Oh, correctly. I'm sure you liked it more than me, but that's not saying that <laughs> Stephen hated it, right? So I would probably give no, this. No, Stephen hated it. Stephen said, I hate it. I, I would probably it. give this three and a half slices of meatloaf uh, on the on the meatloaf rating scale. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it that much. Um, uh, you know, obviously it's, you're not getting the full, the full loaf because of those things that I've, I've questioned multiple times in this, in this week's show. Right. So there you go. I would probably go four because, you know, again, I, I enjoy things correctly and everyone else is wrong. Uh, yeah. Like a, like a true comic fan. That's a perfect statement from a true comic fan. Yeah. Yeah. I like this book. It's a good book. Uh, I would recommend it to people, especially if you're like, Hey, I like Batman, but I also don't like Batman. We I'm actually, like, how'd you like something that's not Batman? We actually had a four way tie this week. Four we had, way. We had Mom, which I believe is an Image Comics book. We had Moon Knight. We had Blue and Gold. And we had, uh, I I wrote everything down by initials, so I can't remember. Oh, um, TFHC. This must be Tales from Harrow County. Also received the same number of votes. Either that or the Flying Halimony Camelum. It could could be that, but I'm pretty sure it's Tales from Harrow County. The nice thing is we did have a lot of people come in and vote. The problem is we didn't have enough people come in and vote. We need need more people. We need you, dear listener, to go and cast your vote 
uh, to let us know what comics you want to want us to read. So yeah. we ended up with this it's literally because you get, to pick. you get to decide. Right. Uh, I literally ended up with Moon Knight because I went into the general chat over on the major spoilers discord server and I said, hey, you guys pick a number between one and four. And the only one person responded. And I think they said two. And I was like, OK, Moon Knight it is. So uh, here's the thing. We need more of you to share your thoughts and votes for the, sh- the comics that we review on this show. Matthew, how, how do they go about that? Well, uh, you send $5 to me, care of General De- no. no, don't do that. You don't have to spend $5 like that. What you do is you go to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash major spoilers, where at that point you can go, hey, there's a list of comic books here. As one of your awesome patrons, I'm going to look at this list of comic books, and I think next week it's going to say, wait, 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 don't tell me. Coming out next week from DC Comics, we have Action Comics number 1033. We have Batman Secret Files, The Huntress, issue number one. We have Batman Reptilian number two. Let's see, we also have Bizarro Comics. That's a trade collection of that. Uh, also, it looks like Checkmate is back. Checkmate issue number two. Who is mm-hmm. Demon Rose? Uh, Detective Comics uh, 1040, Harley Quinn, number five. We also have Looney Tunes 261 and a uh, Static Season 1 uh, gets uh, gets a 399 comic. And finally, Wonder Woman 776. Those are just some of the comics coming out from DC Comics next week. Over at Boom Studios, we have Berserker, number four. We have <laughs> uh, Dune, Blood of the Sardaukar, number one. Don't know how to spell that. Don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, Firefly number 31, Something is Killing the Children number 18. Dark Horse Comics next week has Witcher, which is Lament number three. Wow, that came out really fast. We just did the first issue uh, not too long ago. Also, Grendel, Devil's Odyssey number eight. Dynamite Entertainment next week has Betty Page and the Curse of the Banshee one and two arrive next week. Red Sonia Black, White, Red number one gets uh, those very expensive limited edition virgin covers if you want to spend 50 bucks on those. Sacred Six number 11 and Sonya Versal number six arrives. IDW Publishing has Star Trek Year 5 number 23, Star Wars Adventures number seven, and let's see, what else? Oh, a Transformers Beast Wars number six. Beast Wars. Image Comics has the Department of Truth number 11, something I think we're going to probably end up reviewing on the Major Spoilers podcast at some point in trade form. We also have Jules Verne Lighthouse number four, the penultimate issue there. Scumbag number nine. Skybound X, number four, and Spawn, 320. It's a world record-setting comic book, Matthew. Did you know that? It's it, got a Guinness world record. Is it? I mean, Guinness said so. Marvel Comics it, next it, week. Those people, they make beer. Marvel Comics next week has, wow, get this, Amazing Fantasy number one arrives. It's a five-issue miniseries, Amazing Fantasy. I wonder what that could be about. Uh, Spider-Man amazing Spider-Man number 71 comes out. So I don't know if it's amazing fantasy is covering about the amazing Spider-Man weird black cat. Number eight, black widow, number nine, uh, the Eternals, number six, fantastic four, number 34. We also get mighty Valkyries. Number four, the penultimate issue there. Shang-Chi number three, star Wars, number 15 and X factor. Number 10 gets a second printing. In all the rest category, we have Archie and friends summer vacation. Number one, Oh, Matthew, the uh, October solicitations for Archie Comics are out. Mm-hmm. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina coming back, oh. picking up with issue number nine. October 13th oh. is when that issue drops. I am is all the whole squad for it. Back? It is Robert uh, Aguirre Sacasa is, is back writing. 
He's also uh-huh. doing so that that series, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, is going to continue the uh, series that he started right uh, long before right. it became a Netflix series. Then I think it's on the same day we get. I forget what the exact title is, but it's something like the magical world of Sabrina's something, something, but that is going to continue the Netflix series. So you're going to get two of them. One is definitely the Netflix series version of Sabrina chilling adventures of Sabrina. And then uh, the diehard fans get the actual continuation of the uh, chilling adventures of Sabrina comics. So I'm very excited about that coming up in October, but Hey, we're talking about next week. Blue flame. Number three arrives next week. Uh, cave woman, metal age. Number two. That's the final issue of that. Uh, crossed plus 100, 100 mimic. Number one, uh, number one, five and six. So there you go. Matthew. Nope. Your favorite, I'm your out. favorite hero of all time, uh, crosses over into the plus 100 universe. We also have Doctor Who Missy number four, Dogman, the graphic novel. This is uh, volume six, uh, one through six. So these are reprintings. Extraordinary number two, Gung Ho Anger number three. Uh, Let's see. We got Lookers, Ember number two. Patriotica United number one. No idea what that is, but Patriotica is spelled with a K. Uh, yeah, I think that's a, an Antarctic press book, and it oh. may be related to one of those uh, sea people, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, the sea people. Ah, yep. yeah. Uh, yeah. Stitched, number 19, arrives next week. Uber, number 25, arrives next week. And Zombie Tramp Ongoing, number Tramp. 81. So again, uh, take a moment, head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers. Of course, we could use your financial support at this time, I know it's tough for everybody, but we could really use your financial support at this time. If you can kick in $5 a month, please do so. I'm, I'm, I'm making a direct pledge to you, dear listener. Please, if you can spare $5 per month for, I don't know, the next six months, uh, please head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers. Uh, we would really appreciate it. We know times are tough and we're seeing this across the board, uh, across many, many people's Patreons, uh, other people who have you know, tens of thousands of more subscribers than we do uh, are also seeing a dip. So we know that this is COVID economy related. We know that this this is summer related. We know that this is getting back into the workplace related. Uh, but if you can, uh, please uh, consider becoming just a $5 a month uh, patron, just $5 a month. You get access to so many things over there at patreon.com slash major spoilers. We would certainly appreciate it. You can cast your uh, vote in the, in the uh, dueling review for next week. And then when we come back next week, maybe you will get to hear Matthew say, Jam is my name. No one else is the same. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.